Hey, it's Jed Hearn, host of Wizards, Warriors, and Words. If you're enjoying the writing advice on this show, you might like my new podcast, The Jed Hearn Show, where every week I share the best fantasy writing advice that I've learned from publishing three fantasy novels and a best-selling video game. There's over 12 episodes that you can listen to right away, including my top 10 fantasy books of all time, how to make fantasy names that don't suck, two rules that make writing effortless, and my complete summaries of Brandon Sanderson's and Neil Gaiman's writing classes, and much more. Check it out by searching for The Jed Hearn Show in your podcast app. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. As long as you're enjoying the process, try to think of it that way. If you're enjoying what you are doing, it is worthwhile. That's all there is to it. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Jed Hearn, author of Across the Broken Stars, and I'm joined by my fellow writers, starting with Michael R. Fletcher. Oh shit, that's me. I am that guy. I wrote that thing. And um, yeah, and that thing over there. And that thing he's referring to is The Obsidian Path, which I've read the first two books in recently, and it's fantastic. Um, Rob Hayes. Uh, hello, I'm Rob Hayes. Uh, I, I wrote books. It's late here. Don't expect much from me today. We demand witty. Yes. Um, 6 a.m. here in Perth as well, so we both feel the pain. And Dirk Ashton. Hi, I'm Dirk. And I wrote the Paternus Trilogy. I wish I could say I wrote this. And if you don't have one of these, you need to get one because you could knock out a home invader with this sucker. <laughs> you know, I thought you were going up. somewhere darker. I thought you're like, you could knock out a homeless person. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Dirk, no. But no, you didn't. Like, uh, that's totally uh, actually my bad. <laughs> Excuse um, my voice. Says, I uh, am still on the tail end of getting rid of the COVIDs. Oh, dang. Mm, um, been there. It's not nice. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, so today we have a bunch of listener questions from all of you, which have been building up quite a lot over the last few months. So let's crack into some of those. The first one is um, from Talon, who asks, uh, I'm in a position where I feel like the last few thousand words I've been writing have slowly been getting off track of where I wanted to take my story and they just don't feel right. Have you been in this situation? And if so, what did you do? Should I just scratch it and start over or run with it? I guess what I'm asking is, how do I keep your story on track? Does anybody have... Any thoughts to start yeah, us off? I mean, well, Mike was just talking honest, about it, that kind I, of thing very recently with us. Yeah, I was uh, I was there earlier this week, last week, whatever. Uh, yeah, basically, what went for me when that happens? What that means is I've written beyond kind of what I knew was going on, what I knew was supposed to happen. Uh, I am now writing without a plan. And it usually also means I have either forgotten or actually never knew exactly what the fuck the characters want. If you if you don't know what your characters want, then you are the writing becomes sort of aimless wandering. And for me, so what I did this time was I just stopped um, without deleting anything and and said, okay, what what does everyone want? I listed all the characters 
and force myself to write down a sentence or two for each one, sort of detailing what it was they sort of want in the the near future so I I could find where I was supposed to be going. And at that point, you either back up and delete a bunch of shit, uh, or hopefully, um, you know, with some minor tweaks, you can kind of plow forward again. Yeah, I've often, um, I mean, uh, Mike's more of a pantser than I am. Um, cause I don't, I outline a lot. So I, when, but still that happens sometimes because a character characters will say, look, that's not me. I ain't doing that. Um, or why are we going this place? This makes no sense. So I'll have to stop and re-outline, but um, that that happens, I think, um, more when you're just kind of pantsing and writing along than when you, unless you are the kind of person that can hold very, that know exactly what the end goal is and how you want to get there, um, which I just can't hold that stuff in my head. I can't remember what I named a character three pages ago. Um, so I have to keep a running list. It's like, who was that again? Um, and, uh, yeah. So, you know, don't, don't stress about it. Don't think you gotta, you have to scrap the whole thing. Just do like Mike said. Yeah. I think you, Robert, you had any experience with this? He's never had that happen. Yeah. Yeah. He's always (laughs) plenty. Um, like first thing you want to like figure out is, is, is something going wrong or is it just the middle of the book? Because quite often writing can become a bit of a slog during the middle of the book. And it, it, it's a known thing, middle, you know, the middle of the book sort of syndrome where everything becomes hard work and you're just like, ah, oh, why is this damn thing written already? So the first thing to do is sort of figure out, is, is that what's going on or have I actually gone wrong somewhere? And usually if it's not the middle of the book um, being the problem, yeah, you, you've probably gone wrong somewhere. The characters don't want to be where you're taking them or you don't know what's going on. I, I sometimes find that reading back through everything I've written so far, that helps to try and figure out where I started taking the characters that they didn't want to go. Um, and then it's it's usually a case of deleting um, back to that point and then starting again from there. Um, so yeah, it's definitely happened to me. I once deleted an entire book because it went wrong. <laughs> yeah, um, especially I mean, I'm I'm a big character driven um plotter. Um meaning I think character is the most important thing. So the character motivations, um what not not you know, it's what they want, but it's it's the thing that's driving them forward to do what they do. Even if they're just following someone else, we need to know why they're just following someone else. Um, so, yeah, I think a lot, a lot of what Mike said, you know, a lot of uh, the problems you might be having could be cleared up if you can just work that out for yourself. Another useful metric for when, for me at least, whenever I feel like I'm no longer getting excited about what I'm writing that often is a warning sign that my story is potentially going off track. Like if there's too many days in a row where I feel myself going, oh, I've got to write this scene and I have to get the characters from this point to this point. Sometimes that's a good signal that, oh, okay, actually, if you're not excited about this, readers probably won't be entertained either. So that's another good gauge that you can kind of keep track of. 
Um, yeah. Next question here. So uh, from Ben, who, like Taylor, is one of our patrons, actually, um, who says, I just saw a tweet from Jonathan French, author of The Grey Bastards, saying he was done with his author website. It was too expensive and frustrating to maintain. I, ju- I get it when there's more than just books on the table, like a podcast, editing services, or a blog. But how important is it for authors to have a website when everyone uses social media? Is it really that much of a hassle, particularly for newbies? But is there a point where they become irrelevant? What's our thoughts on author websites? I think there's still a necessity. However, I don't think they need to be the the fancy, um, uh, complex, multi-leveled thing they used to be. Um, even just uh, one of those Wix, you know single page things can work. Mm. Um, people need to be able to get a hold of you. You need to be able to refer people to that. Um, that's where you can put up any extras. You want to show people art or a secret chapter or things like that. Um, and that is where you will get signups for your newsletter, um, which is critical. Um, you need to be able to point people to something like that. And it can be a very inexpensive site as long as it looks really cool. And it doesn't have to be as fancy as 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 they have, uh, as many of them have. Um, the, uh, some sites are really very simple, but really beautiful. I was looking at Rafe Marked Creatives. Um, website again. Um, if you guys haven't seen it, you should go check it out. It's actually fairly simple. It's not. It doesn't have a whole lot of levels, but damn, it's beautiful. And you can get it's not through simple, it really Kirk. easily. <laughs> well, no, but it, it's, it's. I've looked at that website. Uh, it is complex. It's easy to navigate, but there's so much going on in it. Yes, like the, the, no, you don't no, do anything very, too. It was but a just very like complex and expensive. It was an expensive uh, site to put together, but it's super easy to navigate, and there are really only a, not that many pages. You know, you don't have sub menus under sub menus and all this other stuff, and you don't have to post a blog. You know, you don't have to do all those things that that um, that a lot of people say you ought to do. Um, but that's that's my two cents. I don't say that anybody should have have a wraith marked creative page, <laughs> but um, that that's a publisher's page basically. So it's yeah. it's different from just an author's page. But it uh, just the way it looks and uh, easy navigation is 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 very nice. But yeah, yeah. You want a I'm, simple contact form? I've had several uh, like translation uh, publishers looking for translation deals, contact me through my site for, and to, to arrange translation deals into Russian, Italian, whatever, um, which more than pays for the actual site, which is 130 bucks a month, maybe. No, that's Wait, a 130 year. a month. No, yeah, that's a crazy. Year. Yeah. Yeah. A year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Probably <laughs> yeah. a year. My site yeah. costs. I think nothing, that's it. But- yeah. Mine cost yeah, me yeah. sixty pounds a, a year to to rent the uh, what's it Earl or whatever they call it, and then I just put it together via the free Word blog. Is it Word blog? Word press, WordPress. WordPress. That's it. The free WordPress, and I mean that's the one. Uh, you know, yeah. it takes me an hour to update every time I release a new book. I mean, a bit longer because obviously I I actually do run a blog, but 
it, it's the the cost is neg- negligible. Yeah. Small. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tiny. I think the most important thing on the website is really just like, does it have links to all your books? Does it have a way for people to contact you? And probably most importantly, does it encourage people to sign up for the email newsletter? Ooh. Because that is <laughs> newsletters are the thing disgusting. that drives you. Yeah. Obviously yeah. Mike doesn't have that. So <laughs> I refuse. I won't, I won't do a newsletter. But uh, the other three of us on the show all do. So yeah, you can, you can decide what you want to do. But um, yeah, I mean, the cool thing is you can just check out like, you know, what our websites look like, what different authors' websites look like, and then sort of just pick the approach that, that you like as well. I don't think I've updated mine since 2020. So it's just basically been, you know, it was maybe like a few days to get it set up or whatever. And then I just haven't touched it since then. So it never, it doesn't really have to be this massively onerous thing that, um, yeah, consumes a lot of your time. You should be putting that time into writing good books instead. Um, cool. So next question. Uh, what would help you in remaining motivated to write a project that you really believe in while also battling the crippling anxiety of failure? Fear? Uh, what would help me to keep we, motivated? We've all had Boom. that. <laughs> we all do that. We all do that every day. You just sit down and write. Just keep writing. You keep, I mean, that's the, yeah, you're not, yeah, you're, you're no better or worse than anyone else who's starting to write. So just do it. And, um, if you find out you're no good at it, um, and nobody just wants to read it. your books, still just do it. Um, get it, get it done. And, hey, we uh, all started out shit in and, this game. I wrote some terrible Star yeah. Wars fan fiction back in the day. <laughs> didn't know about that. That's, no, that's he didn't. Cool. It's awesome. I've read it all. Nice. No, he haven't. Furry Nobody's Star read it all. Wars Only me. <laughs> furry Star Wars. It deserves porn. to be burned. <laughs> but the point is, we all start out a bit shit. So yes. Um, but I mean, what what? motivates me to keep going an addiction to writing to telling stories and sharing them i guess Mm. ready to pop the question the jewelers at blue nile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah. As long as you're enjoying the process, try to think of it that way. If you're enjoying what you are doing, it is worthwhile. That's all there is to it. Um, just yeah that's that's the most important if you're not enjoying the writing because you're afraid you're going to fail i i really don't know what to say you got to enjoy the writing because you love to 
create the characters and do this crazy shit because we're really just kids in a more advanced way playing D and D and, 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 uh, playing with, you know, toys going rah, 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 rah. I mean, really, honestly. Curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the main thing here is that, like, a really good definition of anxiety that I came across recently is that anxiety is experiencing failure in advance. So, like, yeah. I guess the goal yeah. would be to try to not worry too much about the future outcome and to try not to be too attached to it. But as Dirk says, to just focus every day on trying to write something that you enjoy. and. Yeah, the thing that I kind of try to go into it whenever I'm like maybe struggling with my thoughts on where this book is going to go or if people are going to like it is just trying to remind myself, okay, why is today's scene that I'm going to write exciting and why will, you know, why will I enjoy writing it and why will someone enjoy reading it? And then if you can just focus on it, like on that kind of small level, um, that does sort of, yeah, tend to confront the demons a little bit. Yeah. And chances are, if you really like it, someone else will. Yeah. Um, I had no idea if anybody was going to have any interest in Paternus whatsoever, but I was writing the story that I wanted to write and really enjoying the hell out of myself doing it. Um, and I was like, Ugh, you know, if, if five people say, Oh, this is awesome. I'd be very happy. Um, but I was just, I just enjoyed it. That's the only thing that really kept me going. Awesome. All right. Next question here from uh, Nicholas, who says, you guys mentioned networking. I'm open to the idea, but would like more suggestions. Being part of communities as a reader makes sense. Um, yeah. How can I network? Uh, I'd love to be a guest on podcasts similar to yours, but I feel awkward even asking about it because I don't feel I have a book to promote. Uh, I feel like I'm an aspiring author, not a published author at, in this context. Um, yeah. So the question there, I guess, is like, just how do you network and connect with um with other people if you're an aspiring writer with nothing published. I remember way back when um Beyond Redemption first sold, <clears throat> my agent was like, uh, you gotta, you know, go on, network with other writers. And I was like, how do you do that? She's like, oh, just talk to them on Twitter. Just, you know, sort of like shoehorn yourself into conversations and stuff. It, it'll be fine. And I was like, you can't just talk to writers. You can't. They're, they're like special gods. gods. You, <laughs> you can't just insert yourself into a conversation with, you know, you know, Anthony Ryan or Adrian Tchaikovsky. I mean, that's it. What are you crazy? But 10 years later, like, like that's exactly what I did. Yeah. And it totally worked. Um, yeah. You just hang out and chat with people. And that is networking. You don't put a ton of effort into it. You don't keep mentioning your book. You just have conversations about stupid shit and people start recognizing you and takes time. But I mean, for me, that's, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, Basically start out. um, You don't, you don't want to jump in and just start talking about, I'm a writer. I'm a writer. I'm writing this. Um, I would recommend, highly recommend getting in on some of the Facebook, uh, groups readers and writers are in there as well because writers also are big fans of books join the uh, fantasy faction group join the grimdark fiction readers and writers group um and they don't just like and talk about just grimdark they talk about all kinds of stuff um what are some other good ones guys 
Reddit well, fantasy, our fantasy. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, Reddit fantasy is a little harder, but, but that's a really good community to get in with. Um, yeah. There's a lot of, um, I mean, I just say there's a lot of just mundane, repetitive garbage that's in there. Have you heard um, about our Lord and Savior, and there some, Malazan? Malazan? And there can be, <laughs> and there can be some jackholes. Um, but uh, it's really a fantastic community if you enjoy engaging. Um, just go in and answer questions that people post. Um, same thing on the Facebook gr- groups. If they say, what are you reading now? Tell them, you know, that you see that kind of stuff all the time. And that's exactly how I got in. I remember, like Mike was talking about, I remember very early on people telling me, you need to join Reddit fantasy. You need to join, you need to join Twitter. You need to actually do something on Facebook. And I'm like, Oh, um, and, uh, and then I just, and I was always like looking at these authors, I would follow authors that I liked their books and I didn't know a lot of indie authors back then, but I just started following them and just would comment on things that they posted And I was always like, oh, look at this, these people and these people and Mark Lawrence and Anthony Ryan and these folks or or, um, any number of other authors that I really like. Look at them chatting back and forth. I wish I had was able to do that. And then it's like, what the fuck? It's like five, you know, just honestly, two years after that, a year after that, I was talking to all those people. And that's, that's how I met Mike. That's how I met Rob is just doing that stuff. Um, and, and Jed really. Yeah. I mean, um, we all met in the Facebook yeah, group, I think. That groups. was sort of the formation and, of the podcast. Uh, yeah. Just from talking back and forth and enjoying what each other said and reading each other's books and, and finding that we really liked them and that they weren't Jack, the jackasses that everybody told me that Mike was. Um, no, we are. But they, we, are. <laughs> we know better, but that's right. Uh, yeah, that is networking, and through the uh, you will find out what other authors are doing for networking beyond that, just from doing those things. Go into the AMAs when authors go in and have AMAs on Reddit Fantasy. That's one of the easiest ones. They'll say, "Ask me anything," and you just ask them like three questions maybe one serious one and two goofy ones or three serious ones and um and people start to see your name as you as you do things like that it's like i would also say when it comes to networking um yeah that's right they want to be questioned about everything in life um when it comes to networking there's sort of two different approaches you can take there's like the spotlight approach of you know, sort of trying to seek out these opportunities and trying to connect with other people out there. And then there's the approach that I personally prefer a bit more, which is the beacon approach where rather than you being the person that's going out there trying to like connect with these people, you try to create something that makes people want to connect with you or want to hear your thoughts on it or basically just draws people to you. And I mean like tricking a bunch of authors into doing a podcast about writing with you? Correct. So when you know we're in like a really cool era right now where it's very easy for you if you like you know if you read like 20 fantasy books a year like you've probably got lots of thoughts and opinions on them and you could very easily have like a youtube channel you know reviewing these books or whatever or even just reviewing them on goodreads or something like that and yeah oh yeah get on goodreads and post reviews of books 
because authors love that. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you yeah. are creating like a really nice video review of someone's book, like that author and fans of that author are going to find you. And then when you go into the groups and start engaging with people, you know, you have like something that is making you, I guess, stand out a little bit from the group and is going to make you maybe a little bit more noticeable. So I think that, yeah, just think about ways in which you can kind of make yourself into a beacon so that you're actually contributing something extra as well to the fantasy community and actually like giving people another place to gather and to kind of attend in that community. Um, Cause yeah, personally I found that to be more effective than, uh, than like, yeah, you know, answering on, on Reddit AMAs and that sort of thing. That stuff is, is cool as well. But yeah, I just like the, the fact that when you are focusing on like, how do I actually create something that is adding, you know, this whole extra dimension to this fantasy reader community? Um, yeah, it just, it's, it's more beneficial for, I think, other people and for yourself as well. It means that you're not having to like, you know, respond to hundreds of comments or like comment on hundreds of things in a day or whatever. You can just focus on like, I'm just going to make like a really good review of this book that I loved and fans of that book will find it. And then they might be interested in, you know, my book when I eventually get around to publishing it. So that's that. Um, some, uh, just, just real quick, I wanted to mm. add some really good advice I got early on on this was do uh, push yourself out of your comfort zone and try a bunch of things. Yes. And, and if you don't enjoy them, just, just shit can some of them. Just if, if you find that really just Twitter and Facebook or really just Reddit fantasy or really just um, Facebook groups and, uh, and uh, Goodreads posting reviews and, and looking at reviews of other stuff and replying about them um, is, is your thing. Just do what you can do because you can't do everything. Nobody can do everything. And, and Jed's way is a really good way to do it, but it's a lot more work. And um, some folks don't have the personality to record videos um, and just are just are not comfortable doing it. Um, but you can still write reviews, even if you don't. Yeah, um, yeah. So just just try try things, try everything for a couple of months and see see what you think. You don't have to spend hours every day. Um, just maybe a little bit in the morning, a little bit in the evening, just looking through stuff and just responding to what appeals to you and posting some things. That's a good way to start. And then you can start posting some things. One thing I would recommend is don't post writing advice if you've never finished and published a book and it has less than say at least a hundred ratings that are pretty good. Um, but, uh, the, because you see that kind of stuff and those people tend to disappear pretty fast. Um, <laughs> other than that, yeah. Awesome. All right, that's probably a good spot to wrap up this episode. So, so thank you for all of your questions. They were really excellent. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Draw. Thank you all. Thank you for listening or watching to this episode of Wizards, Warriors and Words. If you like what we're doing here and you would help, like to help support the show, please go to patreon.com forward slash wizards, warriors, and words. And for a monthly subscription, you can get access to bonus episodes that you can't find anywhere else. Currently, we have five bonus episodes up there and we're going to be adding more in the future. So you can check that out. The link is down below if you would like to have a look. And special thanks to our high tier patrons, Talon, Daniel, and Lewis. Thank you for helping support the show. We'll see you next week.